You are listening to V for Vertigo, episode 96. Something kind of vertigo going on here. I've been seeing fables in my dreams. I've been laying scalped out here for hours in this swamp in New Orleans. I've been reading spells from books, magic, trying just to help lay trails to you. Feeling like a loser, so, so tragic. Feeling like I'm left to preach at fools. With all the time spent moving, all so slow. Something kind of vertigo Welcome, it's the beginning of another edition of V for Vertigo Where I'm in the air, everywhere, streaming on the vast world wide web And this podcast is one man's journey into the world of all things Vertigo Comics Because everything else is just picture books I'm your host, Mark Winning Johnson, and this week's spoiler field review will cover why the last man, whys and wherefores by Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrera, and the entire series in general. So I wouldn't listen to this episode if you haven't read the series before, or well, I don't know, maybe if you have an interest. Whatever, it's it sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. But you know what's not terrible? Netflix. Well, it's kind of terrible. I just pulled my head out of the dark ages and decided to take the plunge with my cheapskate ass. And I don't. I didn't talk about it last week, right? I don't think so. So I got Netflix, and it's. I I remember a few years ago, it used to be like five bucks a month or something for like a dvd but now i'm paying eight bucks a month for streaming only and no dvd and there's not as big a selection as i thought although i'm still in the first month's trial so i could cancel it but it's cool i mean it's kind of i just have i just have it on and in a bunch of movies i've seen before because i'm kind of busy right now and it's just on in the background, because I gotta have something on in the background. And before I would stream stuff on my computer, have that on in the background. But so it's kind of a wash. <laughs> but and I mean, this is cool. I get to pick movies, and I've seen some movies I haven't seen before, like Teeth, which is uh, the Surrogates, which is good. Supersized Me is good. And then a bunch of movies I've seen countless times before. Uh, but I haven't seen it in a while. Like, Days of Thunder. Because Robin is rising. And then IQ. A little underrated uh, romantic comedy. In fact, I've watched a lot of romantic comedies. And sometimes I'm just too lazy to walk the... What is this? 15 feet or so from my... Oh, and then I'd have to turn on my Blu-ray player. And then pop open, like, White Man Can't Jump. And then put it in there and just go, I'll just stream it, whatever. That way, they can uh, fix my recommendations. And people will be like, oh, okay, he's watching a good comedy instead of, uh, you know, a romantic comedy. Or he's watching a drama. Instead of popping in my good little hunting, I just watch it there. So I like it. But what I find really interesting is that so far... Uh, most of the categories have 75 titles 
And then you get to the, this is strange, you get to the sci-fi fantasy one, you get like, what I see? I think 15, 20, 25 titles. And it's like, wow, that's weird. I know there are more sci-fi and fantasy movies out there. But, if you think about it, damn near every movie is a fantasy. So you can throw it all into that, but it's it's weird. I like it. I wish I had the option of having uh, one DVD, and I'm too cheap to spend the one or two dollars extra. Because there are some movies I want to see, like, uh, what is it? Oh, and they're, they're pretty old, like Memento and Office Space. Uh, I'm just going to download them. I would like to see it on my big TV with my stereo system, but whatever. It's strange. Because I mean, it's not like Netflix just has the newer movies. Because if it did, I probably wouldn't get it. I mean, it'd be nice, but if I really... I could watch newer movies through streaming through my computer now. And by newer, I mean literally in the theaters right now. And that does remind me. Um... Or I could watch movies that just came out on DVD. Or it's, it's 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 weird. I would like a mixture of both. You know, some old stuff, and they do have that. And then some newer stuff. I wish the newer... See, the newer stuff they have isn't good and new enough. It's not even stuff that's out on DVD. Mm, for the most part. That's just recently out. I don't... Like, Inception's not up there or anything. So, it's kind of old but it's not i don't know the movies nowadays suck so who cares all right uh enough about netflix there's actually a lot of comic talk in this episode just like last week what is wrong with me it's like i'm focused on comics and this is probably an over a supersized uh man after watching that movie i so don't want to eat fast food restaurants but i will it was like watching a supersized uh Episode of uh, Why the Last Man. But first things first, there is a bit of news. Vertigo News. So, this past weekend was the Emerald City Comic Con in, I believe, Seattle. It's a great place. Gotta go there again. I've been there since 2000. Um, I wouldn't go for the Comic Con, though. So, they had a panel. Vertigo, DC Vertigo had a panel. And there's a couple of uh, what I like to call boring news news items, but you might find it in, you might find it interesting. Some of these are boring. So, Love and Rockets Gilbert Hernandez is going to draw a guest issue of iZombie. And is iZombie out in trade paperback? Because I do want to pick that up. Day Trippers is I gotta pick that up. I don't know who Gilbert Fernandez Hernandez is. I don't know what Love and Rockets is. But good for him. I guess that's big news. I don't know. Um, Cowboys. A graphic novel by Gary Phillips and Brian Hurt. It's out in June. Under the Vertigo Crime. Which is weird because it's Cowboys. Actually, I might... Well, if it... I might pick that up. Because, um... Westerns are kind of coming back right now. Like, greedy westerns. It's just funny, because I hated westerns when I was a kid. Except for Back to the Future 3. But now, I like I like westerns. I still hate crime stuff. But maybe if you combine the two. And then they say cocksucker, like in Deadwood. And then shoot people. And the Shakespeare dialogue. 
I have no idea what Cowboys is about. I'm just hoping for all that stuff. And Darwin Cook, he'll draw a story in House of the Mystery number 36. Are these really news items? I don't know. Uh, babe. Oh. To whore out, to continue whoring out the Fables line and Umbrella. Sturges and William will have, make a Babe the Miniature Blue Ox later this year. And now this actually is a bit of interesting news. Now Joe the Barbarian was just wrapped up. Man, that took forever, too. How long did it take, man? That was only like a six to eight issue series, and it just now wrapped up. Well, whatever. That's why I don't buy Fobbies, people. Um, he, Sean, well, the Joe Barbarian, Sean Murphy, says he likes the New Guard because they're after edgier stuff. Hmm. And now, I got a question for Sean Murphy. Who Who's he talking to? Karen Berger is still in charge, I assume. But maybe he's talking about, like, Jim Lee and Jeff Johns and their new jobs and that whole. So, I get, are they after edgier stuff? Because I fail to see how big a difference that would make. Me, because it's, like, you figure his immediate boss is, I don't know if it's Karen Berger. Well, Karen Berger is the... Charge of the Vertigo Umbrella. And you figure there... Well, she works with people. You see her name. She's kind of like an executive editor. I don't know. I, I don't want to grab a book right now. So, but then there are editors that work with, uh, say, Sean Murphy. And those people would be in charge of Sean Murphy. And then Karen Berger would be in charge of those people. And then, like, uh, Jim Lee or Jeff Johns would be in charge of Karen Berger. If not other people, then there would be, like, one or two other minnow managers. So I don't know who he's talking about. It wasn't written down when I got this news. But I guess he has a new book coming out that was rejected for being too edgy, but is now approved. I don't know what that book is, but there you go. Edgy, edgy. It's like the mid-90s. Edgy. Or the early odds. Extreme. But now it's edgy. Alright. And Tor. Oh, God. Bill Willingham has a new novel under Tor. It's coming out next year. Down Mr. Lee River. I don't know what it's about. I'll probably click on the link. Ah, oh, whatever. I'm guessing it's about fables. Uh, it's a spinoff. Or something because he's whoring out, you know. And lastly, this is weird. Coming out from Top Shelf, Jeff Lemire has a new OGN that's coming out next year called The Underwater Wilder. And while the title is clever, please, God, don't let him draw it. His drawing is terrible, his art is bad. Still kind of want to read The Nobody. Man, his art. I hate I hate his art. I really do. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, it's not bad, but man, I just hate it. And that is all the news over through Vertigo's panel at Emerald City Comic Con. I'm sure some of those will be repeated in more detail. Maybe at WonderCon next month. And at San Diego. 
and at uh, whatever New York City, and so on and so forth. And now it's time for the rundown. So this week we shall wrap up "Why the Last Man Whys and Wherefores" by Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrera, and I'm so excited because I'm through with why. And it's now going on eBay. As soon as I get around to putting all the series is, is, is on eBay. Remember, you can go to the comic forums and uh, buy my books. Probably for cheaper, and you'll save me a hassle of listing on eBay. So, a summary for this book. What really happens? Nothing. There's like an epilogue. Okay, so, 355 NY, or Yorick. They take leave of uh, Dr. Man and go and go to Le Francais. Because all points converge on Le Francais. Right? So, eventually, they all meet up. Well, they, they're looking for Beth. And then, Beth A, excuse me. And then Hero and Beth B, the Russian, and... Little little Betsy, I guess, and some other crap. They're they're all looking for York. They're all looking for each other. They eventually find each other. Three fifty five finds Beth A and then leaves York. A lot of sex involved, and the Jews are there, or the Israelites, whatever you, the chosen people, whatever you want to call them, are there. They're looking for York too. So there's a lot of sex between Beth A and York. As I would be after five years and some more pointless frontal nudity. And eventually Yorick leaves Beth A. They have a they have a row. Right, a fight. But hmm. So Beth Beth A, Hero, and all them get captured by the Jews. I think they're Jews, right? I don't I don't follow that part of the world. I don't really care. Oh, Israelites, whatever, don't blame me. I'll turn them. Um, but then they, they somehow, they escape because they leave a minor guard and the Russians, uh, free them. Now, uh, oh, so, th- York goes back to 355, and then the altar goes back there. She tells York her real name. And Alter kills 355 because, I don't know, whatever. So they try to gas the place, and Alter comes in and fights, but York has that gas mask and has learned some moves from 355. He beats her down, but doesn't kill her because he recognizes himself, um, and he was trying to get himself killed. Even though she killed the love of his life and his mom, he doesn't kill her. Whatever. And then uh, he takes her out to her people, and then they kind of just give up. A big anticlimactic, that part. So we flash forward about, let me see, oh, 60 years? Does it say? I don't know. Probably does. 60 years. Still in France. And there's like flying cars and shit. 
And Beth, A, B, C, is El Presidente of France, even though she's, I don't know how, she's not a, well, she's a citizen, but she wasn't born there. And she's an American. I don't know how that, I don't know how that works for France, right? I mean, there are no more men, countries in turmoil, whatever. I don't even know how she became uh, president. She's president. York tried to kill himself at his 60-something, 70th, whatever, 66, 86, 86, 86th birthday. Yeah, because he made a joke. He tried to 86 himself on his 86th birthday. Yeah, I think. So they have him tied up in a straitjacket, and then one of the York's clones comes to meet him, who's about this age when, you know, all the men died. And he, Yorick, talks to Yorick, and there's a bunch of flashbacks. Um, there's flashbacks of Yorick going to talk to his sister, Hero, whom is now with Beth A. He tried to make the funeral, or he tried to see Dr. Man before they died, but they didn't make it in time. Um, apparently him and Beth B., got together, but it didn't last, because Beth C. said, well, they stay together for her, but he can clearly love someone else, or some such nonsense. Uh, what else happened? So, Dr. Man died, so he was with the Aussie for a while. Oh, I don't know how long much time passed. He, well, he saved his head. Um, then Ampersand, Ampersand died. Uh, a while. It took a while. He was an old man by then. And... What else? Did I do? Yeah. It's pretty much an epilogue after uh, the whole 355, 60 years into the future. And then at the end, York escapes the straitjacket. And let me, let me look at the last page. Yeah. Who knows where he goes or what happens. There's just a picture of a straitjacket. Flying. So there you go. That's 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 the whys and wherefores. Did I get a question? I find it utterly ironic that it's called whys, because there is no whys. Why? I'll get to that in a bit. And the wherefores. I mean, they're in France. There you go. There's the where. But the cloning. They've cloned little girls, and now they've cloning guys, and then slightly altering the DNA. Because, you know, you can't. Despite what the Christians believe, you can't have uh, one man, one woman, because uh, all your kids will be retards. Or remember, not your kids, but your kids' kids. Now that interbreeding isn't good. Maybe in rats it is. So... If you've heard this uh, great show of mine before, you would think that I, I'm going to hate on this last trade. You know, since I generally hate the series, because it's rubbish. Now, that's not true. I'm going to be a bit positive. Eh, more or less. I noticed a couple of things. So, the art on this trade, it's on point. I mean, I still have the whole CW hotness effect 
There's a lot more detail now. People, buildings and things, they look weathered. And, and after five years wandering across the world, almost being killed, you'd think they would. I don't know, they still look hot. They still all have slim figures. They still got nice boobs and everything. Uh, but they look a little bit weathered. So, anyway. So they look nothing like Pia Guerrera. I just kid joke, joke. But it's true. Alright, so, at the beginning of this trade, well, wait, wait, wait. yeah, in the beginning of this trade, there was talking, this is what, this is what shocked me the most, there was talking, but it wasn't done in the boring way, I was like, what, they're doing stuff, what, it's like, in the, in the one part, 355 and York were, were fighting, or sparring, they were also talking, and it, I was just utterly amazed because it, it, it was like Vaughn realized he was writing a comic book. Or maybe it's Pia's fault. Someone realized that they were doing a comic book. And then they decided to utilize it and stop being George Lucas with the whole camera A, camera B thing. And then people were, and then they were doing stuff and talking. Um, except for when the Beth York thing got... Thing. And that kind of reverted back to normal. But up until then, you know, uh, even at the end, when the monk, all the monkeys are calling over York. So, that was interesting. Now, some people were like the Miami Heat and cried, uh, you know, at the end of this trade when it was over. I see, uh, there's a thread about it, people. People cried. I've never cried in a comic book. Give me a break. Give me a break. Um, but I have felt moved in like preacher and stuff. But because of the way why has been written, no, 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 because of the terrible way why was written, to me, why's and wherefores lacks the emotional punch one might expect in the final book. Beth A reunited with York, and I didn't care. I was more like, oh, thank God. I was like, oh, it's about time. Oh, yeah, she's in this book because uh, of a dream. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, it was hard to care. Some people believe, wrongfully so, that, you know, oh, this is a love story. Where Yori tries to get with Beth A. You don't care about Beth A. You never see her in a goddamn entire series, right? So that's why I didn't care about their reunion. When we barely seen one. And York's stupid when it comes to women. Has been shown multiple, multiple times. Now the most... Quote unquote shocking. Or as people across the pond like to say. Inverted commas. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> it's when 355 gets shot. While it has a lot more impact than reuniting with Beth A. Because, you know, 355 was actually in the story for the past five years. Which I think is that's how long it took to write the series. And she was given characterization in a bad way. But, you know, it was there. I was more, I wasn't more sad that she died, but I was sad over that. The only black character in the entire book died. 
There have barely been any colored people in this entire series. Dr. Man might as well be white. 355 is the only black person. More because of her braids. Not because of the way she looks or acts. And there are, I guess the Israelites are, well, they're Jewish. I don't know what they, that means. There's, there, there, there's barely been any colored people. Uh, they've been in here for like five seconds. But really, it's just a bunch of white people in the entire series. No offense to my 99% white audience. <laughs> Black people, Asian people, Hispanic people don't read comic books. Alright. Uh, so, she died, and I was like, yeah, well, I think I was stunned the first time I read it. I was like, oh, she died. But really, like a horror movie, should have seen it coming. It was kind of ridiculous how she died. Now, as an assassin myself, you don't aim for a headshot, you know, unless you're a zombie. Because a lot of things get in their way. There's variables, the wind, it, but she might turn. The, but the main thing is that it's a small surface area. So you want to aim for the chest, right? You want to get that chest. And what caliber gun did she use? It was like a fucking twenty two, Because there was barely any en- an entrance wound, for God's sakes. So you want to aim for the chest, and generally the caliber guns are a little bigger than the twenty two. And then the light, that light of bullet, a lot of things can affect it. The window, you know. So, aim for the jazz people. That's it, the zombie. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, that the only black character died in the most ridiculous way, it's that, it's the way Yorick handled it. So, you're, the woman you love gets killed. I'm talking to my audience. You know, the woman you love gets killed. Or if you're gay. If you have a woman. <laughs> if you've no, touched a woman before. She gets killed. And your mom gets killed. And you, what do you do? Me, I kill the son of a bitch. Depending on my mood, I may or may not torture that person. I don't want to be like, I spit on your grave. Oh, that was brutal. I gotta start watching movies where they cut off the guy's dick. Uh, that's really just fucking me up. Well, luckily I don't get sex that much because that would really disturb me. So, what was I? Oh yeah, okay. So, you, I would kill the person, and the person's also been fucking with you for five years, right? So you figure, right. what, what, what does he do? He's such a strong. I'm better than your protagonist. And by that sarcasm, I mean he's a wimpy cat protagonist. So he just lets her go. And she doesn't return. I don't even know what her fate ha- happens to her. So. But, on the on the plus side, Yorick did stay true to his character uh, towards the end. And being a dumbass wimp. So, let's flash forward 60 years into the future. The ending was kind of... It was, it read like an epilogue, which was fine. I'm trying to think. Preacher didn't read like an epilogue. It was just like, oh, he rides into the sunset. Lucifer didn't end in an epilogue. Really? Well, part of it did with the girls, the whole sex in the city thing. 
But, you know, this did. Which, is, you know, that's fine. You, uh, Vaughn's a terrible writer. But it's just that he didn't epilogue size enough. I just made up a word. There wasn't enough of an epilogue. How did Dr. Man die? How did Hero and Bethe hook up? Or why did they hook up? Were things really that bad between Beth B and York? How did Beth B die? Did she hook up with anyone afterwards? Did York truly learn nothing from his suicide adventure invent, intervention? Inverted commas. Or his five-year trek around the world to not get over 355? Well, he, he didn't, obviously. Well, he might have at the end. Did Beth B and York have other kids? What happened to Alter? What did others think of the cloning? What did they think of bringing back men? Did some want to bring back men? Was York in France all these years? What happened in the other parts of the world? Um, and so on and so forth. There's like, there's too many unanswered questions. Uh, there's unanswered questions with the world. There's unanswered questions with the characters. The only thing I really, really know is that Beth C. became president. The baby, who didn't give a fuck, became president. I don't even know what happened to Vladimir, the Russian kid. What happened to Vladimir? Did he, uh... I don't know, did he die? There, were, are they, there weren't even clones of him. They could have at least showed a clone of him. But he's not there. Um, what else... Are they, Dr. Man died off panel. York, uh, Amberson, yeah, nothing, nothing's shown. Yeah, apparently the Russian chick had learned really good English, eventually. That was a cute little dialogue. So, yeah, yeah, let me, let me, let me read, oh god. Did EW.com in 2007 say, the greatest comic book saga since Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Unforgettable. And the Portland Mercury said, One of the most important and enjoyable comics in recent year in history. Oh, the LA Times. A comic book masterpiece. And listen to those people. So, I don't, I don't know what to give this trade. A three, at best. Oh, three? It's it's okay. There are too many questions, though. Ah, it's a two. Fuck it. It's a two. Who cares? We'll just go with the flow. It's two. It's okay. I mean, the first half, three-fourths of the book is all right. And then you flash forward in the future, it drags it considerably down. In fact, hmm, this is interesting. Would it have been better... I, I want to say no, but would it have been better if it ended with 355's death and there is no 60 years into the future? Ooh, but then it would have been one of those endings like where you had to think and no, it would have been a thinking ending. It would have been a depressing ending. It's like, oh, but it's kind of depressing anyway, right? Mm. So... Now, my overall thoughts on the uh, series, you know you know what they are. This series sucks. Big, fat, ampersand balls. 
I like that. I'm going to start using that now. I'm going to repeat myself, though. Just, just, just go over a recap. In case there might be one listener who hasn't turned off their podcast by now. So I think why was a fine idea for a comic book. And I even think the movie would be a decent idea. Never. Especially because I like Shia LaBeouf. But it's the execution that I found lacking. And I think that stems from Vaughn's background as a TV writer. I think his story idea was far bigger than him. It seemed a hell of a lot bigger than him. Now, he's not a bad writer. Hmm. In this instance, he is. But, I mean, I enjoyed Bride of Baghdad. And I hear Ex Machina and Renneries are also supposed to be good. But I've not read enough of his comic books to judge him, like, in his entire career. But I would just be judging why. In that, the idea was good, but he just then didn't seem fully fleshed out. Maybe he didn't expect it to be so big. Maybe it got out of control. Maybe it went in places he didn't know, because he didn't plan it out. But... I think the idea was fine, but the execution was terrible. See, I'm curious. If I ever meet him or Pia Guerrero, I want to know if... Did they, did Pia have any insight to this? I want to say... It feels like no, right? Maybe it's because why so bad. But we'll take Preacher and Lucifer. Whereas Steve Dillon and Peter Gross, respectively had ideas and the book was as much theirs if not Garth Ennis and Mike Carey I don't know I don't know if Pia Guerrero was uh, as like this was as much hers as it was Brian K. Vaughn's I mean art wise yeah whatever but I mean story wise did she come up with things you know if any one of them are listening or if you know them I would love to have them on I would even be cordial and not say it sucked. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, my biggest problem with why is I'm not entirely sure what it's about. If you could tell me, let me know. Either in the comments or email me. Because I, I really don't know. I'm serious. It's not really a hero's journey. Right? Nor is it an adventure story. Nor is it a mystery, nor is it a love story. Yet, at time, yeah, overall, I guess you could say it's, it's all those things. It's, it's jumbled, right? So you'll see bits and pieces here and there, but none of all those things I just mentioned are strong enough where they take the forefront. Like, if it has shown more of Beth A, you'd be like, oh, it's a love story. Uh, or if York was, or if York grew on his own, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, it's a hero's journey." He didn't grow on his own, so throw that out the window. Now, if Vaughn had focused on one or two of those things at the most, like just put them in forefront, like the mystery, then you would have had to solve the mystery, and then, then you'd be like, "I think why would have been awesome." Well, yeah, I also don't know what the theme of it is. Is the theme of it... Uh, I don't know. What is the theme? Is there a theme? I can't think of one. It's gotta be. Man, I don't know. 
So, as I said before, my other problems are with the way it's written. Everything's so convenient. Characters conveniently find each other or, or do things to move the plot forward. There are all these random time, jump, time jumps. Not as bad as scouts. No, 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 not like that. Yet nothing's shown in the time jumps. I still don't know how they got away from the Jews in Bodunk, Kansas. And with the exception of Hero. Oh, yeah, Hero. Hmm. All the. Most of the characters are passive instead of active. Maybe Dr. Man, I guess. I don't know. I don't like her. She's too damn whiny. And the dialogue and exposition is told in the most boringest ways. There are a few bits of shiny dialogue where I, like, smirked and maybe almost laughed. I was like, that's clever. There's one, there's like always one or two of those little bits. It's not enough, though. It's because they would have been if they weren't told in the boring way. And then the plot in every trade, except for the last one, because it's just an epilogue. The plot repeats itself in every book. It's the same shit over and over again. And that gets uh, rather ugh. Now I do want to apologize and give a shout out to Pia Guerrera. In the beginning, way back... I think way back when I had co-hosts too. I gave the art of why so much shit for being terrible. And really, it's the storytelling that's terrible. Well, I have no idea how much, how responsible she is for that. Or whether it's mostly Brian K. Vaughn. But, now while all the characters look white, uh, have the same body type, uh, still all look hot as if they're on CW. The art does get better as the series progresses, so I don't like the the art is not that bad. I mean, it's never that great. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's, it's good at times, but it's not as bad as I said way back in the beginning. It then again, it gets better. But still, the cover art is where it's at, and I wish that was the book that would have added to a more gritty and realistic feel. And that would have been awesome. Now, I wish I knew why people loved why so much. I don't, like, no one, no one really says why they do. They'll be like, yeah, you should read, like, people are looking for recommendations. You should read why. It's awesome. My girlfriend loves why. Why so great? And it's like, well, those aren't reasons. Those are just opinions, emotions. Eh. Now, I hate it when people don't give reasons as for why they love or hate something. To me, it's stupid. And it's like you haven't thought about things. You should always think about things. And, you know, give reasons and stuff. Or you should have a reason. Whether you give it or not, it's up to you. But... These people don't have any reasons. Why do people like why? That's ah, great. I just love it. Even me, who loves bad... Who, who, I love bad movies, and I can tell you why I love bad movies, or why I love this particular bad movie. I'm like, oh, man. The plot was fucking ridiculous. Uh, special effects were shit, but you know what? It had a lot of violence and nudity and cussing and a lot of fighting, and I just turned my brain off and watched it. <laughs> 
That was it. Yeah, it's uh, so so simple. But I don't know why people love why. It's probably also easier to uh, rail on something you hate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, why? The idea's good. But I never cared about the characters. The world was interesting, but not enough was shown. And the mystery was never solved. Or done well enough. So. Alright, well. As we're done with Why the Last Man. I don't know what series to start off next. I got a couple more series. What series I gotta go? Transmit. Fables. Uh, Hundred Bullets. I think that's it. And then we're ending the show. But doom Maybe by this, the end of this year. Ooh. Maybe within a year. Mm, a long year. So I don't know which one of those to start next. It's probably going to have to wait till after WonderCon in a month. Because um, I want to buy the books there because they're cheaper. As much as I love InStockTrades.com. Where I saved up to 38% off and got free shipping for orders over $50. It, it's still cheaper at Instock Trades. Or it's cheaper at WonderCon. The question is, can I find the books? So I'll probably try to wrap up Fables since I started uh, a few trades in. And I really do want to see how it ends. Inverted commas. So, why the last man... Not a winner. No. Thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate it. If you left me some feedback on iTunes, next week's pick will be Jack of Fables Americana. How did the offspring do it? Americana. I don't know. Whatever. If you have comments, questions, suggestions, uh, please tell me what Y is about. I don't know. What I, I don't know. Uh, email me. VertigoCast. Wait. Uh... Yeah, vertigocast at gmail.com. Brain fart. And you can go to the comicforums.com. You can buy my cheap DVDs and cheap comics. Like Why the Last Man. See what's coming up. Visit the website at vpervertigo.blogspot.com. I'm also part of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at comicspodcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash hellsfire. And remember, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle. But you can't win much either. And like that, he's gone. Mm-hmm.